Welcome everyone to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I am joined by Ronnie, and I don't have time for nicknames today, Ronnie. The what? NBA season has started. We have yeah. so much to talk about. So let's let's just jump right into it. Let's just jump right into news. Okay, so the Phoenix Suns have been stripped of a 2024 second round pick for early, um, for early impermissible contact with Drew Eubanks. Did you hear about this one? I saw that they lost the second round pick. Yeah, yeah, I was disappointed to see this because I mean, you know, there was that incident about like talking early with James Harden and um, who is a guy from New York? Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yep. Jalen Brunson. Yep. We lose it for Drew Eubanks. Like he's not that good, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> at least just... make it worth it, right? Exactly right, dude. He's he's uh this guy averaged six point six points last year. He's nowhere near the other guys. So yeah, disappointed yeah. to see that. Look real frustrating. You know, but... when you say that, it reminds me of um, Hugh Grant when he cheated on Elizabeth Hurley with like the most nastiest looking prostitute ever <laughs> it's like why would you do that and See, that, that's what drew eubanks is he's the nasty looking prostitute <laughs> that's awesome i love that you compared him to a prostitute yeah <laughs> so the nba changes the all-star game format back to the east versus west we mentioned this last podcast it was kind of a little foreshadowing i guess so yeah they're going back to the east versus west i love it the switch also eliminates the draft element where team captains of each squad selected their, can select their rosters and no longer doing that. That was in place for six seasons. The game will also go back to being played in uh, four traditional 12-minute quarters without a target score. Awesome. I love that because I hated that new format. What do you think? I'm indifferent. I think we talked about this last time, so I don't want to mm-hmm. dwell on it too much, but it's an all-star game. It should be for the fans. I wish they would do more fan interaction, more fan experience. Then yeah. uh, they do quite a bit with the NBA All Star experience, but the game is such a small part of that All Star weekend. I don't think it really matters, but yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. I'm excited for it. I still wish that they had something to play for. I don't really think that there's not any motivation there, so they're just going to play offense and no defense, you know. But uh, we'll see how anything ends up. Um, it's going to be at the home in the Indiana Pacers this year too, and it'll be the 73rd All Star game in the NBA history. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. And then, That'll be in February sometime, right? Yep, exactly. Yep. Did you see Charles Barkley talking to Adam Silver about the domestic violence policy? I did not. All right. That was kind of interesting because, you know, they're doing their regular thing that they do on TNT. They have their, you know, the, the five of them are all together, all those guys with Shaq and everyone. So Barkley, all of a sudden, like towards the end of things, you know, talking to Adam Silver, he, he just brings this up. He's like, I don't, I don't care if we cut the commercial or anything, but. I just want to ask, what is the NBA doing for these guys that are being charged with assault and, you know, hit, hitting women and stuff? It, it's not right. I don't, I don't like what's going on. And basically he said, like, the NBA should be in the forefront of, you know, showing what the right thing to do and you know, making sure that these guys, like, aren't in a league pretty much to sum it up, you know? So yeah, it kind of, like, made, a little, made it a little awkward a little bit, you know? But the way Adam Silver answered it, he answers it pretty decently. You know, he's like, well, we got to remember, Charles, you know, like, these are allegations, you know, we can't just do something crazy. You know, we got to make sure we take the correct steps and everything and and doing what's right for the players, too, because what if they didn't do it? You know, we can't just go ahead and be be insane about it, you know, and go go 100 percent and kick them off the team or whatever. So I like the way he answered it. I just uh, thought it was very brave of Charles to bring it up to okay, like imagine that because like he, that's kind of like your old boss and like I don't know that he's just I love that he has 
no fear, you know, like he doesn't care if he like loses his job or like he's, he, I don't even think he's, it's not like a no fear point. I think he just knows that no one could touch him. So he could say whatever he wants. And I love that about Charles, you know? Well, I think it's probably a, a thing that a lot of people are curious about and, and Mm-hmm. He probably yeah, but, the reason Adam Silver probably has that answer in this back pocket. It's not the first time he's been asked that question. But yeah, yeah. typically that show is more light and it's more mm-hmm. like, hey, what are you eating? What's your favorite Halloween candy? Sort of questions. So <laughs> that was that was kind of cool to to hit him with with something serious and real. Yeah, it just was very interesting to watch too. So I, I recommend watching that if anyone hasn't. All right, and then the Warriors top Forbes list of most valuable NBA teams for 2023. So yeah, they're at seven point seven billion dollars for an estimated Dang. <laughs> review. Yeah, kind of crazy to see. Um, it's a ten percent increase from a year ago. The Warriors generated seven hundred sixty-five million dollars in revenue during the twenty-two twenty-three season. That's forty-eight percent more than any other NBA team. So I thought that was kind of cool to see. So I'd like to go over to the top the the. I'm going to go over all the teams real quick. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> all right. This is a list. Golden State Warriors is first, then the Knicks, Lakers, Celtics, Clippers, Bulls, Mavericks, Rockets, 76ers, Raptors. That rounds up the top 10. Phoenix Suns are 11th. Now they're at 4 billion, by the way. And then uh, it goes uh, Miami Heat, Nets, Wizards, Nuggets, Cavaliers, Kings, Hawks, Spurs, Bucks, Jazz, Blazers, Pistons. 23rd Pistons. Can you guess who's last? The Timberwolves? No, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Okay. Yeah, so it goes Thunder, Hornets, Magic, Pacers, Pelicans, Timberwolves, and Grizzlies, which is still estimated to be at $2.4 billion for last place. I just thought that was cool. So, yep. Pretty impressed that I got this. My guess was the second to last team. Though. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, no one likes Minnesota, and they're so pretty I, poor over there. So <laughs> I completely forget that the Grizzlies were once the Vancouver Grizzlies. Like, I know, It blows right? my mind every single time someone says that. It's like, oh, yeah. I guess yeah. that makes more sense why they're called the Grizzlies because I don't think there's a lot of grizzly bears in Memphis. I heard that there's some sort of baseball team maybe going to move out to – or was it baseball or was it a different – yeah, I think it was a baseball team probably going to move to Nashville too. I forget who they are, but some – Oh, interesting. Okay. Some, some whatever baseball team is in Canada. I forget. The Blue Jays? The Toronto Blue Jays? Yeah, I think they're going to move probably. You're just making that up. You have no idea. <laughs> All right, don't next on the list. Ronnie, folks. He's a liar. <laughs> I heard it when I was watching the Diamondbacks. Oh, by the way, hey, are you sure? Did, are you sure they, it was the Diamondbacks and not nothing? Did they win tonight? I know this is no, like lost. off. Oh no! Diamondbacks bummer. are losing. They're trailing the World Series two to one at, oh, at the time of this recording. They play again Halloween and November first. Yeah, that's and, uh, so we'll exciting. Have a champion. Yep, pretty yeah. cool to watch. All it right. would be cool if the Diamondbacks and the Suns could. Uh, they, I mean, they both have the potential to win yeah. a championship this year. That would be really, really cool. That would be amazing. I heard that there was my, my DJ that I listened to, Holmberg. Um, he placed a bet on the Phoenix Mercury and the, the Diamondbacks to win their championships. And if they both would have won, if they just both would win the championships, he would make like a million dollars because he bet like a hundred oh, bucks wow. on it. Because okay. it was such high odds. Yeah, it didn't I, work out because the Diamondbacks, not the Diamondbacks, the Mercury certainly did not win. <laughs> yeah, no, they, yeah, they're a horrible team. Okay, so there was a huge audience that turned out to watch the San Antonio Spurs uh, debut. So it was a most watched an NBA opener in 11 years. Um, his debut was actually it had 2.99 million viewers. And this is partly due to the viewers coming from Fa- France. So I thought that was kind of interesting that it was up 220%. So yeah, 
It's just amazing to see that. Did you watch the game? I didn't watch the opener. I watched some parts of it, but no, I didn't really watch it too closely. I did. I watched a good chunk of that game. So I was one of the whatever million of people you said. that. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And then there was a big popular Kobe mural that was saved recently from destruction after a donation from the NBA 2K games. So I thought that was pretty cool. Now, this this is a little painting that they have. It's Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna. Um, it's going to... Uh, re- well, here. So first of all, the building was going to... How do I say this? I didn't know why the building was going away or anything like that. But basically, they decided to preserve the mural after 90,000 petitioners and help from 2K. So I just ca- thought it was really cool that NBA 2K stepped in and just decided to keep this mural and... Um, Are they demolishing the building or something? I was... I forgot to look that part up. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I think that the guy just didn't want it on the side of his building anymore. But then because of this donation and everything that MB2K gave, he's like, okay, we'll we'll keep it around for one more year. Yes, we'll keep it. Yeah, Yeah, it's so... And get all the attention. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it is under uh, like a guarantee that's going to stay up for another year. And then MB2K is hoping that the... Uh, the community will step up and also like try to keep it around for years to come too. But yeah, it was, it was nice to see that. I like that from NBA 2K. Okay. Okay. Some, there was some records broken. So Clay Thompson, he passed Jamal Crawford for 10th in all time made triples. Um, this was done just recently. Um, who is this against? I don't even remember who it's against, but that's one record broke. I don't even care who it's, who it is, who it's against. <laughs> And then Durant, he made a layup which overtook Olajuwon for the 15th on the all-time scoring list. Yes. So good job, Durant. Moving on up. Yep, cool. And then the NBA rosters this year, it features 125 international players, which is an, also a brand new record, too. 125 players, that's a lot, too. It's kind of interesting to see that, too. But yeah, that's all I got for the news, Jonathan. Ronnie, you missed the most important story. What? And that is the unofficial mascot of the Phoenix Suns. Mr. Orange is hanging up his face paint and uh, he's actually rebranding himself. He's not retiring. He's changing. Uh, I guess (laughs) if you don't know who Mr. Orange is, look him up. He's been to a lot of Suns games. He was in all the playoff games last year. He is the unofficial mascot of the Phoenix Suns. We actually met him at Summer League. It was really cool. Yeah. You got a picture with him? I took a selfie. Yeah, exactly. He is concerned about the long-term effects that the body paint will have on him. So he is switching it up. He hasn't yet said what it's going to be, but it's, it'll be at the next Suns home game. He will debut his new persona, but that's a legitimate concern. I would think, right? You don't know what's in that crap. Have you ever painted your face or painted your body or anything like that? No, but do you remember the Wizard of Oz, the, the, um, metal dude? Yeah, yeah. Man, you got something, something happened to him with putting that, it was like real silver that he was putting on his face, I guess. And oh, really? It was just kind of like messing with his <laughs> lungs and stuff. And Have you yeah. researched this or are you just telling a story that you think you heard? Uh, a story that I think I heard, which oh, is right. <laughs> always 100% accurate. But no, he, he, yeah. he, got, he I, had I do, some major I problems think from that. Yeah, there was, there was irritation at least from that. And I, I have painted my face you know, whether it be Halloween costumes or one time actually at a Dimebacks game. And it's not fun to have on or to get off. So yeah, I imagine he's looking for something that's less abrasive on his skin. 
and uh, easier to come home and go to bed at night. So, Mr. Orange, we will miss you, but I'm excited to see who his new persona is. And I told my wife, if he just comes out as like Mr. Purple and he just That's says what I purple said. face paint, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be like, this is a scam. So, <laughs> I actually told my friends, I was like, well, I'm going to go to the games and be Mr. Purple now. And Mr. I'll just Purple, take over yeah. for him. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see what he comes up with. He's been doing this for 13 years, it says, too. Yeah, he's and, been doing it for a long time. Uh, I actually pulled up his Twitter. He says, if you're at the game tonight, please stop by for a picture. If you like, then the new look will come out Tuesday. So we got we yeah. got to wait one more day for that. That's the so next we'll son's home game. We'll see his new persona. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that because uh, my kids especially are a big fan of Mr. Orange. He stands out in the the group of fans. So congratulations, yeah. Mr. Orange, for, for being relevant as long as you have. He's in TV commercials and, and everything. So uh, his new persona coming Tuesday, Halloween. Uh, that's it for the news. Ronnie, let's take it away with signs, waves, and trades. Hey. I saw a picture of Mr. Orange 13 years ago. It's cracks you up. I'm going to send you this picture. Like He's kid. so young. I've seen yeah. it too. Yeah. That's amazing. And then there's uh, someone also posted too. There was a little part where he was involved in like the NBA Christmas commercial. That's yeah. so cool too. Cause like, that's like our home mascot besides the sun gorilla. So the fact that he's in that, that's so cool. I remember seeing that too. That was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. But, I like it too. But yeah, signs, waves and trades. So Giannis finally signed a contract. It's a three-year, $186 million extension with the franchise Monday. Did you hear about this one? And how, what did you think of it when he signed it? I did, yeah. Last podcast we talked about, you know, with them trading for Dame, the true test is going to be, will he actually sign the extension? And at that time, he hadn't. And then I think literally the next day is when you sent me the article, hey, he, he did sign the extension. I think that's great. Milwaukee needed to do something to make him happy. I'm glad he didn't hold them hostage with the decision to to do yeah. that or not and, and sign the extension. So I'm glad that cooler heads prevailed. He signed the extension. It is kind of a sad, I guess, that he had to voice his displeasure in order for them mm-hmm. to make a move in order yeah. for him to resign. You, you like to think that that could all happen behind closed doors and avoid some of the public drama. But I am glad he has signed the extension. Uh, I'm I'm glad he's going to stay in Milwaukee. Did you see his quote as saying, it was the first time in my NBA career I didn't know the number of my contract. He said, I just wanted, I just signed it because I did, I just wanted to be here. So he didn't look at the number. He just signed it. He's like, well, yep, I just. Bull. <laughs> he knew. He knew what it was. His agent knew what it was. He didn't, he didn't sign like a $52 million contract. He knew, he knew it was yeah. going to be. Is, is that the max extension as well? I, I think it? so. I don't know if it is or not, but I mean, that's, that's a I'd lot of money for three if years. It wasn't the max. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. Okay. So I got that one. And then. The Hawks, uh, his name, this is a tough name, Anyeka Okanwa, Okanwu, Okanwu, he signed a four-year deal for $62 million. Uh, Mavericks' Josh Green agreed to a three-year $40 million, uh, $42, yeah, $41 million extension. The T-Wolves signed Jaden McDonald's to a five-year $136 million extension. Um, Aaron Nesmith, three years, $33 million. And the Wizards gave a... Avdija with a four-year, fifty-five million dollar extension. Oh yeah, and Cole Anthony, three years, thirty-nine million dollars. That's all I got for for signs. So, did any of those surprise you? Any any of those players are any of nah, those players notable? Nah. I'm yeah. glad people get extensions, but yeah, it's most of the time they don't do big extensions. The honest one is is a rarity once the season starts. So, yeah, you know, Clay Thompson is in the final year of his deal. They didn't get one worked out. I'd be blown away if they sign a deal in the middle of the season. So, typically, yeah. it's going to be some of the the lower end, not lower end players. That sounds mean, but yeah. some of the non star players. Right? Yeah, 
But yeah, was, there's a lot of them because the season just started and they're just kind of, you know, inking up before the season starts. Trying to keep them done. for the whole yeah. year. Yeah. So yeah, that's good to see all those contracts going out. And then on to injuries. So uh, Anthony Simmons, he's expecting to miss four to six weeks after tearing his uh, Unlar collateral ligament in his right thumb during Wednesday's game against the Los Angeles Clippers. So he plays for the Portland, Portland Trailblazers, so he'll be out for a while. Bradley Beal hasn't played yet. I'm, that's kind of driving me crazy. He's been on the bench this whole season so far. Nuts. Yep, yeah. I hate it. Booker's on a bench too with some sort of foot injury. I don't know. I didn't see him injure himself, so I'm wondering why he's on a bench still. He's been on the bench for the last couple of games. Middleton is was out too. He's out Sunday versus the Hawks. Now, this one's just to monitor his return back from knee surgery, but it is Middleton. He's a huge factor in the Bucks. So I wanted to mention that one. Donovan Mitchell's a big one. He has a hamstring injury. Um, don't know how long he's going to be out for. It shouldn't be too long, but he's out, so that's a big one. Darren Fox is out with an ankle injury. Darius Garland, hamstring. Nick Claxton, ankle. Jarrett Allen, ankle. Cameron Johnson, calf. Daniel Gafford, ankle. Bojan Bogdanovich. And this that's actually a, a bigger one for Bojan because he he was going to just miss Wednesday's game. But all of a sudden, they're going to reevaluate him November 21st. So he's going to be out for a long time. So that's, oh, that's a bigger one. Yeah. Jaden McDaniels might play. So let's get some positive news for injuries. So players are coming back. Jaden McDaniels, he's coming back from a calf injury. He might be playing right now. I didn't look, but he's, he's on his way back. And then Draymond Green came back from his injury too. So he's back for the Warriors. And then uh, those are my, that's my injury news. Okay, so that's all I got for signs, waiver, and trades. Um, yeah, you ready to talk about what happened in the NBA? Yeah, let's let's start. Let's talk about the start of the NBA season. It is now a week old, and uh, the first game. I thought this was really cool. I don't know if they normally do this, but they had the the champions, the Nuggets, be the first game against the Lakers. They unveiled the banner. They did all the the pop and circumstance for those guys. And I absolutely didn't watch any of that game. Uh, <laughs> I see the final score, but yeah, yeah. Jokic started the season with a triple double. He just gets right back to work without really missing a beat. So that was kind of funny to see. Yeah, I I really like that they did that too. I mean, you open the season with the the champions from last year, and that really lights a fire under the team too. I mean, if Jokic he he got his triple double, and of course you know so maybe maybe that was part of the reason because they open up with that banner ceremony. So I don't know. Nah, and they, he's just a triple double machine. <laughs> I know, and but yeah, they got their rings and everything. That was cool to watch. So yeah, really, really cool ceremony. And yep, the the Nuggets beat them. It was 119 and 107 against the Lakers too. So I, I like that they beat the Lakers too. I'm not a fan of them, so that's good. Yeah, Jokic, <laughs> 29 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. That's how you open a season. That guy's just you're that right. He's you a machine. It's, it's unfair. Yeah, yeah. crazy. And yeah, Do you think they, he requested a special like ring or something for his horse. <laughs> maybe like a saddle I, <laughs> a championship saddle i like the idea of a championship ring going over the hoof and it would just be like yeah. five inches big you know just <laughs> that'd be cool i like that idea glorious and then the game after that was the Suns and the warriors did you watch any of that i did i watched a, a good chunk of that game oh you're so uh, lucky I, I was dead tired i fell asleep i fell asleep halfway through, through the warriors um not the warriors the nuggets why do i always confuse the warriors and the nuggets but anyways, I, I fell asleep. Know. It's, it's a half- problem, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I fell asleep halfway through that game. I didn't miss the all of the Suns and Warriors, but the Suns came out on top, 
108 to 104. Good to see that. Yeah. And uh, Nurkic I, uh, looked good. I had a wager on Kevin Durant's number of assists. I think I had over on four and a half. And he had like two assists in the first five minutes. <laughs> I was like, I got this. And then he finished the game with three. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't got this. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you're probably hoping for a triple-double at that point. Nope. I, I was. It looked like we were on easy street. But yeah, exactly. he just like, no, no, I'm done passing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and screwed me. Thanks a right. lot, Kevin. <laughs> but well, he he also ended up with eighteen points. Booker had thirty two points. Tell me what your thoughts are 30 on thirty shoe points or thirty? Did you 32, say thirty shoe points? Thirty two. It sounded like you said thirty shoe, and that is hilarious. And I don't Booker know had why. thirty shoe points. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're gonna go uh, with that. So I, I did watch this game. I, I and we talked about this before. I absolutely hate Grayson Allen. He's so yeah, bad. Yeah. Why at did you text me that? He's just – I probably said words I couldn't say on the podcast. He like fouls for no reason at all and he just – I just can't stand him. He puts up stupid shots and he's got a stupid face. I don't like <laughs> Grayson Allen. Face. I was so bummed to see him in the starting lineup. Obviously, with Bradley Beal being out, he's mm-hmm. going to be in the starting lineup. But he yeah. just played bad. It, it, what we Four rebounds, two assists, and zero points. Uh, good game. Good yeah. game, Grayson. So glad you're on this team. It's very Patrick Beverly of him to score zero points. And then foul for no reason at all. Just <laughs> just because. It's like, dude, what are you even doing? Yeah, right. Well, but he's a defender too, so I think he, he kinda of, it's just something that we need and we did win against the Warriors too, so maybe that's Oh not not that's because good. of Grayson Allen. But, oh, yeah. you don't think it was partly because of his defense, maybe? Maybe he guarded Steph no, Curry pretty good. It wasn't. No? Steph Curry only had twenty seven points. <laughs> only <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did you hear? Um, um, this is a, a later Suns game, but did you hear the chant going for "Let's Go D Backs" chant in the Footprint Center? That was I pretty cool. So yeah, that was that this is, is cool. a, a couple of nights ago when you know they they the showed on scoreboard probably. that yeah. yeah we actually won the game and everything and yeah the whole stadium was chanting that too after commercial too that was pretty cool to see I like that I love that this whole place uh oh. I, I'm just going to ignore what I was going to say and just go into this. Did you see what Mash, did you see what Mash, Matt Dispia, our owner, did for the Suns? This is on yeah, Saturday night's the, game. Yeah, I saw the new – what did he reopen the Ring of Honor or, or did yeah. something? Yeah, so our Ring of Honor, it used to be where it was a, a big ring around the stadium. You kind of like see those long advertisements go through like the center of the yeah. ring, the like the little light-up boards. So right above that is where we had all the our Phoenix Suns, um, you know, like – what do you call them? MVPs or Ring of Honors? Ring so, of Honor, just the yeah. players that mean a lot to the organization. Yeah, trying to explain players, it so coaches, everyone else knows what the yeah. Ring of Honor is. But yeah, I think yeah, they no, know. I, I get it. But um, yeah, so he changes. So he went back to the old school days when he would hang a banner for every player and their number and kind of like retire their number and the and the rafters. So he just revealed all those. That was really cool. Like so, like the little banner dropped, you know, the the black one and revealed all those. Over 60 former players came back to Phoenix to enjoy all this. There was Charles Barkley there, Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, Steve Nash. Yeah, Dan Marley, uh, Tom Chambers, all these good guys that I like. Yeah, Al McCoy was a good one I saw. Yep. Yep, I love that. So just seeing this whole big group together, it just was so cool. So even um, Paul Westfall's wife showed up too because unfortunately he passed away. But yeah, just uh, all the support that Matt Ishbia got and then like, there's all these comments he's getting on Twitter. He's like, you're the man, Matt. You know, you're just like, how, how lucky are we to have an owner like you? I've never seen that for a son. Remember that? Well, who's the other son's owner? I don't even remember his name, but that guy was horrible compared to this guy. This guy is a saint. Robert so. Sarver was the most recent son's owner. Yeah. Uh, 
Jerry Colangelo was the owner previous to him. Jerry Colangelo came back for as part of this. Yeah, he's, he's uh, part well. of it. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. So it's just Robert a, Sarver was not in attendance. If, yeah. if anyone was wondering, <laughs> it was, <laughs> he a was real, not welcomed back. It was a real treat to see this. I even invited my wife over. I was like, "Hey, watch this!" I thought they were actually doing this whole ceremony in the first place, so that way they could show Marion and Stoudemire, and then they're going to be up there. But I guess they were they saving weren't. for that for a later game. So. I don't know. Really cool to see that. I just thought that was sweet. Yeah, it was pretty cool. All right. Who do you want to talk about? What did you see in the NBA that you want to talk about? Yeah. Do we do we want to move on to did you see that? Okay, How sure. are we doing on time? I... Yeah, let's do it. So we, we, this, we started this last week. This is our, our did you see that segment where Ronnie and I watch something and we share it with each other before we bring it on the podcast where something that you saw on the court, maybe off the court, that you just thought was funny or awesome or amazing – uh, and you just want to talk about it. So the the one that you sent me was you told me to watch the last minute of the Bulls versus Toronto game. Uh, mm-hmm. And I went back and watched the last four minutes because that's just where my, my DVR put me. And yeah, this this <laughs> go ahead and tell us yeah. why you picked this. But yeah, I, I, I definitely I, understand it. Yeah, I texted you. I was like, dude, did you you got to watch like just the, the last minute of this game because it was ridiculous. So I'm going to start off in the fourth quarter with 8.6 seconds left. Okay, so the Bulls Before are you in- get there, I'm going to back it up okay. even further sure, just sure. real quick just to set the stage. There's four minutes left in the game and the Bulls are trailing by 15. Yeah. That's, just put that out there and then <laughs> I'll hand it back to you. Right, yes. Okay, so at this point, the score is 93 to 90, 8.6 seconds left. So it kind of shows we're going to skip over all the other stuff that happened because so much. But yeah, we're down to this, right? So they're like, okay, they only need three points. So they try inbounding the ball. Um, it was... Who who had got the ball? I'm trying, oh yeah, so Demar Derozan he he caught, catches the ball. It was actually eventually passed to him. He shoots a three and he gets fouled by I forget who, but he gets fouled, and so he has three free throws. Right, so he does a little pump fake and then he shoots it and the guy lands on him during the pump fake. So there's like oh come on, you know, it's like that's what are you doing? What are you doing, Raptors? You know, fake. Yeah, right. It was just yeah. such an undisciplined foul. At that point, it's like they're they're trying to lose a game, right? So Demar Derozan, <laughs> he's at the free throw line. He has three. He makes two of them and misses one. And he's like, "Oh my god, are you serious?" You know. So and he misses the, the last one, right? Or right. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so then that was with a he got fouled with four point three seconds left on the clock, and then he misses that. And then there was a point where, um the the Raptors rebound it. And then they call a timeout. I believe they call a timeout, yep. And mm-hmm. then it comes down to an inbound play. Right. So Raptors are just trying to inbound the ball. They try to inbound it to Siakam. And Caruso just kind of, he, he surely he just flopped. And the referees fell for it. And <laughs> There was minimal contact, but yes, it was yeah. it was a flop. And, and I guess just to kind of go back real quick, sure. flopping in this first week, oh, it was rough. <laughs> But Caruso absolutely, oh yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, this, and Caruso's this is leading the way. Of, yeah. of all the flopping that happened and all the times it fell for it. And so it was Siak- just, to me, it was like, oh, good, another flop. Yeah. So Siakam throws his hands. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. So so now it's the Bulls' time to set up another play. And they're only at one point away, right? One, there's like two seconds left now. So Caruso is inbounding the ball. He sends, he throws it over to DeMar DeRozan, who catches it. DeMar DeRozan shoots a two up. He's double teamed. Both players just smother him. They're like up in the air and just totally demolish him and foul him, right? So now it's like, okay, now he gets to make two free throws and win the game. Win he the makes game. one, yeah. 
The second one, he misses again. He bricks it. I was like, oh my God. And there's 0.7 seconds left. Eventually, it sends it into overtime. So that's just a, a short little summary of what truly all happened in this. And then in the very end, Caruso stripped the bar from Siakam, knocks down a game-winning three to defeat the Raptors in overtime. And it was just, a, man, this... I w- the crowd's reaction to everything though, just leading up to overtime. It was so so Every, emotional. When De- yeah. yeah, when Demar Derozan would miss it, the crowd's like, "Oh my god!" Like because he missed a li- he missed three <laughs> free those two all together, and yeah, it was just such an exciting game, really cool game to watch. And oh man, I'm glad you he saw had it. a chance to win this game twice, yep. and with it with less than ten seconds left in the game, and he went. Three for five from the three throw line, yep. and made it a lot more stressful than it needed to be. So I don't know if you remember when we went over our our season recap. My question for the Raptors was how long until they trade Pascal Siakam or mm-hmm. OG Anobi? I forgot about because that. This team's going to be bad, and I think this is just proof of how bad they're going to be. You but they were up by fifteen lose points. A game like that, yeah. It's it, this was they their can't game be that to bad. Win. They, I mean, they lost the game at the end of the day. They blew a lead. They, that's they true. Just so reckless with the basketball, and you yes. can just tell them their body language. They just look lost, yeah, or frustrated, or, or both. But it was it was bad. I definitely think after watching this game, the coaching isn't there. You need to coach your players and be like, "Hey, just don't don't, don't foul, okay? Don't do that. Just don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah, don't foul like I on a three point oh, line. It was rough. It yeah. was really really rough. But also part of it is the refs because there was some really bad calls going on there too as well. But yeah, Bulls end up winning at one hundred four, one hundred three. Yeah, really. Yeah, so Pascal Siakam is in a contract year. This is the last year of his contract. He's an expiring contract, which is super attractive come the trade deadline to find those high value. Uh, expiring contracts. I, I just cannot imagine he stays on this team, especially. Yeah. I mean, they're they're one and three to start the year, which obviously it's a long year. Anything can happen, but it's just it's just bad. They're going to be a bad <laughs> team. Uh, OG Anobi, he has a player option for next year as well, which is another player that you know what I could, I could see them moving on from him because if this team is that bad, why would he opt into that? When he can get more money because probably is worth more money. It's yeah. it's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for Raptors fans. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. Uh, but Shooter's yeah, on this team. He's pretty good. Get out of here. Shooter. Build a team around Shooter. I love that guy. Yeah, I know. You love weird people that aren't. That <laughs> Did are you see that okay one guy basketball. in our fantasy basketball league took him? He picked him the up last guy? night. I was like, oh, yeah. he's son of a. And he's like one of the best <laughs> guys in the league. So now that he has him, it makes me think I should have jumped on him. But anyways. Hey, yeah, so that was fun DeRose- to watch. DeRozan had 33 points that game too, so that was a fantastic game for him. Even though he missed all those free throws and everything, he he played very well, except for those free throws. Except for those three. I mean, except for when he could have won the game. Yeah, I mean, he uh, brought the team back. He brought the Bulls back. He he made sure, it to sure, where sure. he was able to make it into a tie. You know, with his pump but that's fakes the next and, level is making those three throws. Yeah, he has free. to finish. They're free throws. I know. They should be. They should be money. And when you're a professional basketball player. Yeah. In those pressure situations, you got to make those, man. Big time. Oh, Absolutely. Man. But what game but did you fun. see? It was fun to watch. The one that I did was uh, Isaac Ocaro of the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. So he oh, yeah. gets elbowed in the face in the key and he flopped. Yes, there was contact, but he made it seem like this guy had like 
blades attached to his elbow <laughs> the way that he went down like at first like he was trying to play like he was unconscious or something right. i don't know what I he was it, trying to I, do you showed me this and i thought he was knocked out at first yeah it just it was a flop i mean there was definitely contact but it wasn't contact to like oh he wasn't like hit by mike tyson yeah and he he laid on the ground and then he just laid there because yeah. he was trying to get the call and the he didn't get the call going. so then he's like what do I do? I guess I'll just lay here. Well, eventually Chet Holgram gets the ball, drives the lane, trips over this body lying in the middle yeah. of the lane. And then O'Carroll gets called for the foul. <laughs> that was the best he, part. That was the best part. The foul's on the guy that's laying on the ground pretending to be unconscious because yeah. he tripped Chet Holgram. Uh, and then his, his bonus was Chet Holgram fell on his head. Right. So. And that, that big foot of Chet just like smashes oh, his yeah. like arm slash neck area, you know? And yeah, he, he gets called for the foul on, the for being on the floor. Yeah. He gets called for the foul. And that had to have hurt more than the original getting hit in the face, I yeah. suspect, because Chet's a big dude with a big foot. And I just – I thought it was so funny that the foul was called on literally, literally the body lying in the middle of the paint. And um, well, technically, you can't, you can't land, you can't be in the area where the player is landing, so. <laughs> well, it wasn't even landing. He was just playing basketball. I mean, he was just driving and there's a body there. So, no, I, I think I'm, it was like I'm a just, tripping or yeah, something. I'm but just yeah, messing around. It was absurd. It was yeah. You got to give him space to land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, can't land. But then the floor. I started thinking, what if the player really was hurt? Like, what if it was a yeah. more serious foul and he was, you know, knocked unconscious? Did the refs have an obligation to stop that from happening, or, or I yeah. don't know. What do you think should happen in that situation? I mean, I, I, I get why the refs let it play because so many people just lay there they and like, believe they, it. Yeah, yeah. they're. They're trying to sell the, the fact that they got hit. You know, they're trying to get a flagrant foul, you know, have it reviewed and everything. So I like that the refs let it play out. I don't think it should change. But yeah, if somebody is seriously injured, then it could injure them a lot more too. So yeah. we yeah. do kind of need to be concerned about it. And there, there's no way that you could like know how injured the guy is right away too, though, you know, no. of it, just, but I, I definitely I understand where you're going like... with that. I feel like if I'm on the Cleveland Cavaliers and I see a teammate go down and I'm like, oh, dang, this is serious, then maybe you foul the guy with the ball to stop play. Like, yes. If, if you're that concerned. That's a smart Since thing to do. none of the yep. players did that, I feel like maybe they like, oh, this guy, this yeah. fool, he's always falling and, and exactly. flopping. And, and and maybe that was the case. Because you see it in football when they, they tackle somebody and they hit them hard. Like even the players on the other team are like, oh, damn. Mm -hmm. And you know they wave over the athletic trainers. So they take care yeah. of each other. I, have we seen that in basketball? Have we seen something comparable to that where someone gets hurt so bad that the other team immediately stops and, and checks on them? I'm sure so we have. No, I'm thinking no of the Paul. Do you remember the Paul George incident when oh, he was playing for Team USA? Yeah. Well, and they just shut USA, that game down. Right? That was the biggest yeah. one I've ever seen. I remember yeah, seeing that. I was one. like, oh my God. I just like, yeah. I couldn't bear myself to watch that. <laughs> yeah. That one was I heard the it described and it's like, oh. Yeah. But it's funny because we've seen things like AC Green so get knocked funny. in the face and a and a tooth falls yeah. out, you know, and they just they're yeah. like game on, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny to get fouled while you're pretending to be unconscious on the floor. It's it's like a yeah. kid pretending to be asleep. <laughs> yeah, and but, doing and something. So now that I think of it, I mean, how many times do I see real players get like they really get injured and then they kind of like hobble off to the side of the court to get out of the way yeah. because they truly are injured. They know, you know. They know that. Yeah. They need. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was funny. I enjoyed it, but it is. It is make you wonder, like, what what could the potential ramifications of not stopping the play be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Well, hey, I have a I have some other games I want to talk about too. Did you see the the Damian Lillard's uh, debut? 
his uh, 39 point game he started off with? Yeah, let's let's talk about. It. There was a lot of new players on new teams. Let's talk about some of these different debuts. Uh, Damian Lillard is a certainly a fine place to start. Uh, thirty nine points in his first game as a Milwaukee Buck. Yeah, a really, was, a just dominant performance from from Dame. I know. Yeah. So you, I mean, I didn't. Ex- I don't know what to expect really because this is against the Seventy Sixers. This is with Embiid, you know. So I feel like he's a yeah. good defensive player and everything. And Lillard, Whoa, Lillard is with the new Embiid? team. Embiid? Oh, okay. Embiid's a good defensive. I thought you were trying to say Dame is a good defensive No, defensive Embiid is player. a good defensive player. So yes. how is he okay. going to play against Lillard? And yeah, I was really surprised to see a 39-point first game for for uh, Lillard. Yeah. You know? so, let's, yeah. Let's look at his second game, which is, <laughs> is going to be my turn of the week. Um, <laughs> Damian Lillard scored six points. He hit two three-pointers in his second game as a Milwaukee Buck. That's they so lost weird. Big, this might be the worst game of Damian Lillard's career. He bounced back with a good game against the Heat, but he did not have it that night. He went two for 12 from the field with six points, which you never, ever see from, wow. from Dame time. So I'm assuming they lost that game, great, right? They did. They did, they did <laughs> lose that game. He went from having a fantastic Bucks debut to just being an absolute turd of a game uh, the next week. So... Yeah, I, I I think this is going to happen. This is going to be some growing pains. And I read an article that was what was pretty on point. Damian Lillard is a defensive liability, and that's going to at some point cost you a game or two. You know, Drew Holiday yeah. <clears throat> was not a great offensive player, but man, he was good defensively. And you you may almost make the polar opposite in this trade. So mm-hmm. how are they going to adjust? They have a new head coach. It's it's just a lot of moving pieces. Uh, this won't be the first time that Damian Lillard has a, a pretty terrible game this season, I predict. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. And I've seen some of these teams out there where they're just all offense but not enough defense. And we've heard it before, defense wins championships. This team will go far in a playoffs, but once it comes to playoff time, you need defense to win championships. So I I think they'll be up there, and but eventually they'll lose. They will might, might lose in the conference finals, something like that. That's my prediction. But yeah, you got to have defense. I do want to say you have like six teams going to the conference finals, so I'm not sure how that's all going to work out. But <laughs> you know what? Shut I'm sure, up, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll it's going to work I'm out sure. somehow. Yeah, it's going to work out. Let's talk about <laughs> another positive performance. Kristaps Porzingis traded to the Boston Celtics. He puts up a dominant performance. Only 30 points, which you're like, oh, that's that's pretty good. That's really good. 30 points, eight rebounds. It is really good. Um, four blocks in this game. Wow. He shot over 50%. From the field, he actually had the best. He set the franchise record for most points in a Celtics debut, surpassing Dominic Wilkins, who had 25 in 1994. So he has Dang. now the most points scored in a Celtics debut. And really, the fourth quarter was all Christoph Porzingis that really brought them back in to this game and, and helped them win this game. Uh, this was against the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden, so the biggest of stages, and he just played really really well in this game so it was great to see him he didn't have a huge he had a drop-off from games two and three versus his debut but not not like the Damian Lillard drop-off but yeah this team this team is gonna be this team is gonna be trouble in the east if Porzingis can turn it on like he did in this first game I had no idea he had that much left in the tank too because he's kind of an older player too so to, to see How him step old up do you and think Porzingis is I'm gonna say 32 he is 28. He's only 28? 
Only 28. Dang. Yes. Okay, so yeah, he's a lot younger than I thought he was too. Okay, but yeah, just uh, even with him and Tatum on the team too, it's kind of surprising to me that he took over that team, you know? So that that's kind of kind that's, of, that's, that's interesting. That's why this team is so dangerous. Who's going who's gonna to take over? Tonight, tonight is Monday. Uh, Jalen Brown took over and had a dominant game tonight. So you mm-hmm. don't, who who pick your poison? That's why this team's going to be so good. And and the, and we've talked about this before. The biggest difference between this team and the Bucks or the Suns is that they have their head coach in place. They have a system in place. They're not trying to. There, there's less variables, um, and that's yeah. why this team is going to be a really really fun to watch. Unless you are uh, you're a fan of another team in the East, and <laughs> yeah. they're just going to destroy you. Yeah, Tatum still had 34 points, so he was still a leading scorer. But from what you said, because I didn't watch the game, is that he. Porzingis totally took over the fourth quarter, which I find interesting because, yeah, Tatum's there. So yeah, it's kind of interesting to hear. Yep. Uh, who else? Who else had a new new place, new face in a new place? Max Struess. Struess, yes. Max Struess of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He left Miami. He comes to Cleveland, and his first game again, a fantastic debut. Twenty-seven points against the Brooklyn Nets. He was over fifty percent from the field. Played 12 minutes, 12 rebounds, which blows my mind as yeah. a uh, as a shooting guard. Uh, fantastic <laughs> game in his debut with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I didn't think he was that good. Yeah. I thought he either. was an okay Heat player. But based off this first week, I mean, maybe he's worth the four years, $63 million that they're, they're paying for him. Well, yeah, Seems kind of high, but... So he ties Donovan Mitchell in that game. They both have 27 points, too, so... I mean, yeah, there you go. more assists, 12 assists compared to Donovan Mitchell's five, too. So, yeah, is he a better overall player? I laugh because I say that, but I, I don't think he is. But I mean, <laughs> no, I don't he, think he is either. But he, and the stats that show the stats show that he is a really good player, though. So I don't know. Maybe he is. They they ended up winning don't that game. One hundred fourteen. Yeah, this team is going to be really, really good this year. If, if everybody can stay healthy, I think they just, you know, looking at their roster, they have depth. They have leadership. They mm-hmm. have. They have a pretty solid team. I um, I'm interested to see how it all works out, but this team is good. Yeah, this is a big surprise to me to see how how much he scored. I saw everyone jump on him on fantasy too. Like as soon as it happened, he got taken up. Yeah. I, he was available. Uh, I took him. I yeah. did, oh, you got him. Oh, I I, <laughs> I saw him, him yeah. and I I was I was like, should I pull the trigger? I was like, well, let me see how my players do. And I think he was probably one of the first players to get taken too. I was like, all right, I, I guess he should have jumped on that one, but I missed out. Yeah, you got to be quick. In how, fantasy how basketball, you, you got to be How quick. has he been doing after those games, too? Is he staying in those numbers, like in the 27? Uh, I mean, his, his first, no. As far okay. as fantasy points go, no. But he is still doing better than the player I dropped <laughs> to pick him up. So <laughs> yeah, okay. that's all you need. You just need him to be a little bit better than the guy you replaced. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Let's talk about Bradley Beal and his son's debut. Oh, wait, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I know I'm disappointed. I know you're disappointed. I cannot wait to see this full Suns team on the court all together. Yeah. I'm so f- happy that they have the depth that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost a lot of depth trading for Kevin Durant, but then this offseason, they really rebuilt that and they've been able to win games with Booker and Beal missing. But yeah. man, oh man, I really want to see this team on the court together. Uh, so we have no we have no information on Bradley Beal's Phoenix Sun debut. Yeah, hopefully coming soon. I didn't expect him to be out this long too. It's just it's really frustrating too. I want to see this whole team together, just like you said. But at least they're they're winning most games, you know. So I, I think our record is two to one. But yeah, I, I need him on the court. I just don't. Do you have him on your fantasy team too? Bradley Beal? No. Yeah. 
No, okay. Because whoever does. So I had the I had the dilemma between Bradley Bill and Tyrese Maxey, and I flipped a coin, and it landed yeah. on Tyrese Maxey. So I can't complain. Yeah, so Fire Maxey is a better choice because he's on the court at well, least. Yeah, because yeah, but man, yeah. this this team looks <laughs> yeah. really good without Beal, and they're not they're playing without Booker too. So they they won a game without both of those guys. When all these guys are healthy and on the court, it, look out, league, because they're yeah. you're not going to be able to stop this. It's like what Booker was quoted saying. I respectively, before, I, yeah, before I, they were stopped. Yeah. yeah, he said respectively. I don't know how anyone's going to stop our team, you know, because we're so good. So, but yes, they just got to be healthy. Hopefully, that'll happen. Can't soon. say those things though. Going to get yourself in trouble. Uh, let's talk about your favorite former Phoenix Suns, your favorite former number one draft pick, DeAndre Ayton on the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, Ronnie, do you know how many rebounds DeAndre Ayton is averaging so far this season? Are you counting tonight's game? <laughs> I am counting tonight's game. Dang yes. it. I'm going to say 16 rebounds. You know what? I'm game. not counting tonight's game. Okay. Before I'm tonight's say game, it was tw- 12. It was 12 before tonight's Ooh. game. He had 23 rebounds tonight. Yeah. He uh, He's turned into a rebounding machine. He's not scoring any points. He's not <laughs> that- getting any assists. Mm-hmm. He's... Um, Keep talking. I like what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking high percentage shots on uh second game. Where he had the most points, seventy-seven points. He shot seventy-seven percent from the field with fifteen rebounds. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see from DeAndre Ayton in the Suns uniform. Yeah, stay in the paint, take those high percentage shots, and rebound the ball. Stop trying to handle the ball. He did have three turnovers in his first game <laughs> with four points. So his first game was rough. He had yeah. five fouls, <laughs> three <laughs> turnovers, and four points. But he did have twelve rebounds. This and that's- is. This is what I'm worried about with this. You know, this whole trade is that like we were going to get rid of him and then he was going to get that vendetta. He was going to want revenge and be like, you know what? I'm just going to take over. And there's no one else on that team. There's he's the only scorer. I mean, okay, yeah, there's a couple of guys, but he's truly like the best scorer on the team. And I think he's going to eventually find his points. Yeah, he's he's had four points to start off and then 14, 7, 10. So he he sucks at scoring. Rebounding is 12, 15, 9, and then 23 this game. Screw that 23 number. I hate that. But it is against Toronto. Are they a <laughs> bad rebounding Toronto. team? They are. I mean, who's the center on Toronto? Siakam? No, he plays power forward. It's, it's Jacob okay. Potel or whatever his oh, name yeah. is from. Um, and who, who is a top 20 center? I mean, he's not a great center, but yeah, he was never getting 23. He wouldn't get 23 rebounds on it. Has he ever had 23 rebounds before? Is this like his season high? You know, I, I, I think you're missing the point. He had four points <laughs> for his opening game, which is his yeah, okay. worst. You're right. worst he's ever. <laughs> yeah, focus yeah. on a bad with this guy. So he, <laughs> well, so no, he, we're talking about debuts. He had a pretty <laughs> rough debut against a team that are on a team where he should be the standout leader as far as points, or at least in yep. the top three. Yeah. It was very good to see. I love seeing the opening game for him. It was truly his worst that he's ever... He tied his worst for his like his whole college career and NBA career. So I, I love seeing that. It was like, cool, we did the right thing. Because we got Nurkic, who had like 17 points, I think. And Nurkic could, could actually shoot the three ball. And he looks really good out there. So yeah, I, I'm very happy with this trade so far. Not happy with the 23, point, or 23 rebounds tonight. But whatever. It, that won't continue. That's just against a, a team. Yeah. So a normally at, team. at this time, we would take a look at the standings and talk about any surprises, but I think it's probably way too early in the season to even do that. Uh, but I will mention that the Nuggets, as of now, are 4-0. 
The Celtics and the Magic are also undefeated, 3-0 and 2-0, respectively. Uh, who's going to be the last undefeated team standing, Magic, Celtics, or Nuggets? I, I'm just going to play it safe and say the Nuggets. The Nuggets? Yep. I have no clue, though. I mean, yeah, I, you, I would say the the Celtics or the Nuggets, right? Whoever has the easiest schedule, I'll look at their schedules yeah. later and I'll <laughs> come up with a better no, prediction. A big deal. Th- those are both teams that you would expect to be dominant, right, yeah. in the East and the West. I mean, yeah. So if that makes sense that they're they're going to do good. Uh, let's look forward on the schedule. What game excites you the most this coming up week, Ronnie? Do you want to go first? You know, do you want me what, to go first? The, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So so tomorrow's Halloween, and we have the Suns Ooh. versus the Spurs. So, so this episode will probably be released after Halloween. Just, yeah. Uh, just a heads up for you on that. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, that's the first one I saw. I was like, oh, sweet. We're going to get to play against Wambanyama, you know, and see how he does versus Kevin Durant and our new center. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see that game. That's the one that stuck out the most. What about you? The one that interests me the most is on Friday, November 3rd, and this is the Mavericks and the Nuggets. Luca has started the season just putting up points, putting up fantasy points, uh, that second game of the season, I don't remember how many points he had, but he had zero turnovers, like 49 okay. points and zero turnovers or something like that. Just an absolute ridiculous stat line. Yeah. I don't think he can keep going at that pace, but it sure is fun to watch. He yeah. had a, another decent game tonight. I don't think it was nearly as good, uh, but I think he still scored plus 50 fantasy points. So the Mavericks and the Nuggets on Friday, that that should be a game of potential playoff teams yeah i think you're talking West. about the game where it was mavs versus nets where he had 49 points that one yes yep yeah crazy 49 points i hate that guy so much 49 <laughs> points with zero turnovers yeah it just doesn't happen that never happens yeah so it's it was it was cool to see i i am not a luca fan um i think everybody probably knows that by now <laughs> but he he can't deny it that the, the dude knows how to play basketball yeah big time i mean yeah that's why I don't he's like a, him because he's like the bad guy to league in my eye because he's just so unstoppable. He's so dominant, but he doesn't look like a basketball player. He's just like, looks like your regular average Joe. And I'm just like, how is he doing this? And he gets all the calls and the refs. Yeah. He just, he makes it easy to, and he whines over every single call, like every single play. He's always yelling at the ref. He's so easy to hate if you're not a fan of the maps. <laughs> yeah. And he's a horse away from winning an NBA championship. Yep. Exactly. Right. Sure. I got a I got a couple other things too. Did you see when Binyama he he did the game time basket but on the Spurs versus the Rockets in overtime? A game time basket? What does that mean? A game tying basket. Oh, game tying basket. Yeah, and I then did not the, see that. And then the Spurs ended up beating the Rockets too. So when Binyama he's always proving his worth too. So that that was a cool little bit. So I'm kind of Do going, you like what Popovich is doing with 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 Victor Webinyama as I far as really minutes seen played? It. No. So what, What's what would you expect? About? What would you expect him to play per game? So let's compare it to I don't know, Chet Holgram maybe. Well, because no, they're pretty similar because he's so young, I would expect him to play all the minutes. I wouldn't expect him to sit down at all because he he just run <laughs> forever. <laughs> well, that's the actually that's the total opposite of what happened. So the opening game, opening game, he was in foul trouble. Uh, he only played twenty three minutes in the overtime game. He played thirty one minutes. And then in the Clippers on Sunday, the third game of the season, he only played 26 minutes. So he's being hmm. really limited to the amount of games, amount of time that he's spending in games. And I'm just curious if, if you like that approach from Popovich to kind of help take some of the pressure off of Weminyama, or do you do you want to see him in the game more to to kind of, you know, he's a rookie. 
He's going to have some mistakes. He's going to fail at some aspects of it. Do you want to see those failures as soon as possible or do you want to protect him? You know, as a fantasy fantasy owner, I want to see him on the court as much as possible. But as a coach point of view for Popovich, I like it because you're kind of easing this kid into the league too. And yeah, you don't, you're, the more you play, the more chances you have an injury too. So I do like playing him roughly like maybe 20, 25 minutes per game as needed too. You know, like maybe if it's a closer game, you might gonna, you're going to leave him in for longer too. But if you're, if your team is up by like five or 10 points, then yeah, just sub him out, you know, and like let, let the other players play and give your main guy the rest. You want to make sure he lasts throughout the whole entire season. So yeah, give him some limited minutes like they're doing with LeBron. Yeah, I, I was kind of shocked by it. I thought he would play more, uh, I guess mm-hmm. is what, what I'm saying. But I you can't argue with, with Popovich. He kind of probably knows the best way to to make sure that um, he stays healthy and he stays productive. And what was interesting in that first game, I, I know you mentioned you didn't watch a lot of it. They The announcers called it out and it was true, is that they were they really didn't have any plays designed for Webanyama. The offense yeah. wasn't running through him. He was just sort of there – and I think that was smart not to put too much pressure on the kid to, I like that too. to do that. So yeah. his first he, – he had a block before he made a point. His first shots made was a three-pointer. Uh, and then he almost fouled out of the game. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was a very weird sort of debut. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see as the season progresses if this team is is relevant as far as playoff talk goes. Will, will his minutes start to go up? Will we start to see him break away from – from sort of being handled with kid gloves. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. Just, yeah, I don't have anything else to add to that. <laughs> that's, that's typical Ronnie, right? Go. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, anything else you got, Ronnie? Uh, how about Chet Holmgren? Did you see all the blocks he had in that game a while back ago? He had like seven blocks in the game. Did you see that? I did not. That was his second game of the season against Cleveland. Yes. Yeah, seven blocks. Yeah, wow. insane. Because I have him on my fantasy team, and we get three three points per block, so that really helped me too. I was like, that "Heck is yeah!" Money. That's yeah, probably the reason why I beat you so bad this week. <laughs> so thank you, Chad. Definitely helps. Yeah, but Chet yeah, Holmgren. it's it's what we were talking about too. You know, he he was he had the tied the record. Oh, you broke the record in the summer league for six blocks, and then in the NBA, he has seven blocks in a game. So that's truly amazing. He almost had a triple double off of blocks. That's almost unheard of. That's going to so, happen at some point between either him or Victor Webanyama. They're going to have a triple double with blocks, yeah. and it's going to be so cool to see. Yeah, and then uh, Steph Curry he had a forty-one point game. He so to beat the Kings in a playoff rematch game. I really enjoyed seeing that game. That was being, my uh, game of the week last he, week. So oh yeah, I'm, I'm yep. glad that it was uh, it was entertaining for and, me. And being one twenty-two to one fourteen, Warriors won that one. And Zach Levine, did you see him drop a career high fifty-one points? But they lost. I did not was uh, so, that wasn't the, the. This is against the, the Pistons. Okay. Yep. And yeah, so it was it ended up being one hundred two to one eighteen. Pistons look good, and Oof. you know that's my team. But Zach yeah. Levine looked pretty good too. So <laughs> kind of interesting. Yeah. So and so then that was the team. Remember before we started, I said I I heard new rumors about James Harden. The Bulls were that team. Yeah. Do you think James Harden fits on the Bulls. I don't know who they have to give up in order to get him. Yeah. Um, because they, Probably I mean, they have DeRozan, yeah, DeRozan Levine, or Levine, Vucevic, yeah. Williams, and White. Yeah, that's that'd be hard. Caruso's on that team. You know, he's good now. Oh, uh, Drummond's on that team now too, as well. He doesn't play yeah, that many minutes. Yeah, but you got to match but... contracts, and it's it's big money. Yeah, right? yeah. so it's got to be it's got to be one of those 
two guys I would imagine Levine or, or DeRozan. Yeah. Or just a ton of players and draft picks. But either way, um, you mentioned White. Was it Kobe White on the? Yeah, he's a point guard for that team. And he, if you could get rid of him and put a Harden in place of that, that would <laughs> yeah. be perfect. I was going to say, you've mentioned the name White. Have you seen Derek's White? Derek White's new hair. Derek White. Derek that? White of the Boston Celtics. No. He shaved his head, and it legitimately scared me because he looked like a totally different person. Really? <laughs> and, yeah. And, and so between him and Kobe White, I think they have the best hair and non-hair in the NBA. <laughs> no. uh, but Derek White terrified me when I saw him in the, the first game of the season. Interesting. I did not know what to expect because I, I know him for sort of his, his mushroom top haircut, and he just completely shaved it. He already had a pretty big forehead, but now it's just, <laughs> it's very off-putting. But no, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to look Derek that White. one up. Yeah, no, I yeah. didn't see that. I'm always looking at, uh, what's his name? So Sokan or Sochan from the Spurs. He always has colorful Sohan. hair. Jeremy Sohan, yeah. yeah. I think he started with pink this year, which is yeah, always nice. <laughs> likes to mix it up. Yeah. Sorry for the detour, Ronnie. No, yeah, that's it. I, that's all I had. That was my last little bit. That was your last little bit. All right. Well, that the NBA season is back. I am super excited to to watch some of these games. So uh, join us each and every week as we're talking all things NBA, and we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.